Who are you? What does it mean to be human? What is truth? Is your red the same as my red? Is free will truly free? What is morality? Join us as we explore these ideas and more in The Philosopher's Stone. Hello fellow alchemists and stoners, welcome to another episode of Philosopher's Stone where we do a little bit of game chair philosophy. Here on Philosopher's Stone, our purpose is to spark synergistic conversations on a myriad of complex and complicated topics. So, Darren, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today, cannot complain. How about you? That's good, that's good. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know what? It's pretty crazy because this is the 11th episode that we are recording right now and I... You know, I think that's a huge, huge mile marker. I mean, I think the 10th episode was probably a huge mile marker, but I think that came and went before we even realized it. And now I'm just realizing that we're on episode 11. So yeah, <laughs> just yeah, we... kind of want to take a moment and just uh, appreciate, you know, what this community has accomplished so far in this in Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, a week ago we hit double digits. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> it's crazy to think that, you know, we, we've gotten this far already. And I'm excited to see where we go from here and see what other conversations we have. So Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we should also give, in the midst of our celebrations here, we should also give a huge shout out to our listeners, who without them, we wouldn't really have a reason for making this podcast in the first place. So thank you to all of you listening to both the live, these live discussions, as well as the recordings themselves. Thank you very much. And we hope you continue continue to enjoy what we're doing here on Philosopher's Stone. So. Darren, what have you been reading this week? I know you talked about your your reading, your book club. How's that going? I told you I expected weekly updates, and here we are. I'm Wait. anticipating a weekly <laughs> update. You're kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, Joke's on it, you. <laughs> Bold of you to assume. <laughs> Just start making it to where we have a bi-weekly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or a bi-weekly <laughs> reading club, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. What's the, your game. what's the priority here? <laughs> Book club. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, I love yes, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm now firing Darren, so I will be the sole host of this podcast. <laughs> I'm only a guest now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, the book club has been going well. We finally got into... The last couple of weeks we've been diving into like actual analytical reading because for those of you that don't know, we're reading a book called How to Read a Book that basically teaches you some higher levels of reading more than just like getting words off of a page. And being in book club, like I think we're all really enjoying it and just like this is insane. I haven't seen reading from this perspective before, but also hitting some hiccups and trying to understand those. So it's been been good nice nice i i've read how to read a book and i think the one thing i'm still like i should probably go back and reread how to read a book but i think personally the one thing i'm kind of struggling with is the what was the last one the the reading? yeah syntopical reading that one the conceptually that one's a little challenging because it you, breaks your brain <laughs> well because it's like if you have because the idea is that you're you're taking concepts from multiple sources and you're kind of combining it all into developing kind of a a more full broader perspective concept of the the topic yeah and so i think especially when you have sources that you've never read before how do you know like where specifically the meat of what you need 
is actually located unless you read through it first, which, I mean, then you're getting into, like, the beginning parts of just, like, kind of perusing through, but well, I don't know if you can necessarily get the the deeper, especially if it's, like, a harder book, like, like a, maybe, like, a psychology book or, like, a some sort of more scientific book. I don't well, know. Well, I think reading through it again, because I have also already read it, the thing that they very much emphasize is that the levels of reading, so for those of you that don't know, it outlines four levels of reading, elementary, inspectional, analytical, and syntopical. But the one thing that it says is, like, each level contains all of the levels underneath it within itself. And so I think that's exactly what you're talking about, is, like, you have to employ all of the other tools that you learn throughout the book in syntopical reading. So maybe the idea is, like, when you do syntopical reading, it's not like you're trying to do syntopical reading on sources you haven't read before. You actually have to go in and do your what's the one before your due diligence with each individual work before you can actually start comparing them to other works. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Good way to put it. Yeah, how to read a book. Phenomenal book. Highly recommend. And yeah, as far as the server goes, so I have posted my answer to the alchemy test and i think i am currently in the leaderboard with 100 pointless points it is kind of lonely here at the top so it would be nice to kind of have some other <laughs> some other people here at the top with me with uh, their 100 pointless points okay but if you do that the pointless points actually have a point because then you're not alone but we're all we're not <laughs> alone together <laughs> <laughs> which means nobody's at the top, which means that they they then become pointless again. True. So what that means is we need everyone in the server to complete the alchemy test. Yes, 100%. That is exactly what I'm saying here. <laughs> and if you're listening and don't know what we're talking about, we have a Discord server where we record these episodes. It's in the description of the podcast. So if you want to have more participate in the discussions we're having here, feel free to join that. And yeah, we're looking to get more people, get more conversation started and going here. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our server is way too small. We need all of you listeners to join the server so that we can have more discussions because we would love to hear, you know, feedback, you know, insights, perspectives, opinions, expertise, you know, all that kind of good stuff to kind of help refine our discussions on these various topics. So, and your input would be. Very much appreciated. Now, with all that being... Uh, what were you saying? I was just saying, feel free to stop in. Like, if you're only listening on Spotify and want to participate more. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which probably should have extended that invitation significantly earlier. Like, probably episode 2. <laughs> yeah. Not episode 11, but... Well, <laughs> better, better Nate than Lever. I mean, better late than never. So... Alright, so... Is there anything else we're missing? The Pointless Points, Alchemy Test server uh i don't think so i think we're good for right now Alrighty, dope so with all that being said let's dive into the topic of this episode which we're going to be discussing the topic of the shadow and again as always full disclosure to us information is information and neither true nor false right nor wrong good nor bad and our responses to these topics are merely our subjective perspectives of the assumed objective reality we are not subject matter experts, and as such, we would like all of you to join the discussion through the public discourse channel by adding any questions, comments, perspectives, and or experiences you might have in relation to the topic at hand. 
And now, without further ado, let us talk about the shadow. And so, starting off, we did we ever really come up with a definition for the shadow? <laughs> we'll we'll go with your definition today. Oh God. Okay. So I have and a definition. We'll we'll say this is a tentative definition for the purpose of this discussion. Yeah. We'll <laughs> we'll try to refine it as best we can <laughs> during the discussion, but. So my definition of the shadow is the conscious or unconscious actions, urges, or perspectives that are generally socially unacceptable and potentially harmful to self or others, which I know that's a very loose. So I don't like that definition because I think there's a lot of vagueness to it and it doesn't really specify, but I think it's at least enough to kind of get us, get us started. So obviously the sh- well, not obviously, but when we refer to the shadow, we're really talking about kind of the, what we would like to, I guess, recognize is like the, the negative aspects of any human personality, any, any human character that are hypothetically, theoretically destructive. I don't know, Darren, <laughs> you might have a better, better solid idea of this. So... The idea of the shadow, which we, again, are not subject matter experts, but from my understanding, it came from Carl Jung, and basically it's the aspects of your character that get repressed or suppressed by, like, social interaction. So, like, when someone pisses you off, but you say, oh, no, I'm fine, right? That's suppression, and that's suppression of your shadow, and so there are aspects of your character that you have suppressed or repressed. And with that, basically the reason we're talking about that is because we've talked about it before, but haven't really gone in deep with what exactly it is. But really, that's necessary so that you can socialize and take part in society. But there's another aspect of that that's necessary of being able to reintegrate those aspects of your character into yourself. That way you can be fully yourself within society. Yes, absolutely. The I think the one thing with with that explanation, Darren, is uh, you did you you did talk about suppression and repression as as if there's a difference. Uh, not saying that, that that there's not, but could you possibly give a little bit more of a specific like what that difference is between suppression or repression? <laughs> That's my terms on the fly. Um... <laughs> Well, I guess, what do you mean when you say repression or, or suppression? So... Expression. Depression. For for loose definitions, because I just used both of those terms, I was actually kind of using them interchangeably, but what I mean, we might be able to say as a difference would be suppression is, like, not allowing it to manifest itself ever, whereas repression is a temporary suppression but then you actually let it out later right so like you might vent later on about the situation or Whereas suppression be, you don't actually vent it and process it or would it be suppression is just the absolute hindrance of a thing and then repression is bringing that thing into suppression so like if you're if if you're the a kind of individual that lashes out in anger right is would suppression be the the conscious forceful hindrance of letting letting out that steam i guess you could say and then repression is whenever you do lash out you then 
you know, bring it back and then suppress it, if that makes sense. It, potentially. I don't know. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, but I think more so it's just, like, basically socially unacceptable attributes of your character. And the reason that that definition of the shadow is important is because there are good and bad things within the shadow. But your shadow is suppressed. Oftentimes. Okay. Um, just, sorry, for quick, just for quick, quick internet definitions here because those are the best. Suppression, the act of suppressing, the state of being suppressed. Okay, thanks. This is great. Uh, <laughs> conscious exclusion of unacceptable desires, thoughts, or memories from the mind. So it's conscious. Repression, the act of repressing or state of being repressed. Okay, thanks. <laughs> the unconscious, unconscious exclusion of painful impulses, desires, or fears from the conscious mind. Active repressing, restraining, subduing as of, uh, okay. So it, it seems like suppression is more of a conscious thing, and then suppression is more, or I'm sorry. Or repression is unconscious. Yeah, seems to be the, at least from a quick Google search internet definition, again, which is super reliable, super the best. But, so, yeah, the shadow is, is those suppressed, repressed, consciously or subconsciously, Parts of, of the human characteristic, if not characteristic, human character, human personality that aren't really socially desirable. Well, and kind of the reason why I added the potentially harmful or, and to self or others is I think socially, social acceptability is kind of a very subjective term. You know, you, there is a logical fallacy of the bandwagoning. Bandwagoning. Yeah, well, appeal to the mass? Bandwagoning? Just because it's popular does not necessarily mean it's true. And yeah. granted, that is that did that does have to do more with logic. But I think my point is to kind of really identify the subject, the subjectiveness of popular opinion. So those the suppressed part of the the suppressed part of the human character, I guess in some sense could be a result of some popular subjective subjectiveness but i think the reason why it's it it would be socially subjectively unacceptable because the idea is as those parts potentially lead to, to harming of self or harming of others yeah well that's i mean i guess that brings us to our first point of like the the aspects of your character that are within the shadow are going to manifest themselves whether you want them to or not and so the important thing to remember with that is, like, if you suppress an aspect of your shadow, it's going to manifest itself later. And that's the danger of the shadow, is that if it's uncontrolled, it can actually cause you to lash out on people that you actually love and care about in very negative ways. Absolutely. So, and I 100% agree. So, with all this being said, let's first... As as we discussed, let's first identify what specifically is the shadow. Like, what is it? Like, what are some scenarios? What does it look like in, I guess, on an individual basis or even on a collective basis? What is what? Like, how can one? What can one point to and be like, that is the shadow? Gotcha. And that's something that I've actually heard about the shadow is that you can only see your shadow when you project it onto somebody else, which is a very interesting idea in my opinion, and I think ties right into what you're saying. So a couple of things that 
can be the shadow to my understanding, and I'm saying to my understanding a lot because I don't feel like I know this topic as well as some of the others that we've discussed. But basically, let's say you have a weekend with a friend, right? He stays at your place and he kind of stays longer than you intended. And so you're kind of tired and like a little bit stressed. He kind of finally leaves and you go to grab lunch with a family member and you accidentally lash out on them. And basically you're lashing out because of that pent-up frustration of your friend staying too long. That's your shadow. Because basically you're suppressing an aspect of your character, which is, hey, I've hit my social limit and I'm done. And so you've suppressed that aspect of your character. And because of that, it's coming out with you know, the person that you're having lunch with, even though you actually really want to spend time with them. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So, and maybe this is, I don't want to say this is off-topic, I think this is more kind of like really trying to define what the shadow is. What what then would be the difference between the the shadow and a, I guess, criticism or I guess essentially like a call to a higher purpose, if that makes sense. Like if... Okay, like... Your question is basically, well, in order to be disciplined, you have to kind of suppress some of your immediate expedient urges. And so what's the difference between that and the suppression of the shadow that's simply going to, you know, come out again? Is that uh, what you're trying to get at, too? I don't, uh, not necessarily, but like, say, is that, I, th- I, I, can, I can foresee this concept going in a couple, a couple of directions, right? Say, and here we go with the mythos, with the <laughs> analogy. Say someone's, you know, maybe someone's life is in, is in danger, right? And maybe one individual recognizes that that person's life is in danger. And so that person, like, yells at that, at the person whose life is in danger, like, move. Or, you know, maybe because he can't get to them or something like that. He gets angry with that person. Right, because he knows that there's there's an impending tragedy coming. He's he's got that yeah. that premonition, right? Yeah. I think someone could could who doesn't understand the full picture can, you know, be like, oh well, that's just he's just projecting his shadow. How then would you make the distinction between, and maybe it's not just someone like their lives being saved, but maybe it's something to do with their character. Like, someone's character, like, someone is super lazy, right? They're always late to work, right? You're a manager, and you want and you want to help them become a better person. And you told them, you, you tried being the nice guy, you tried, you know, and so you want to, like, let them know you're not playing around, right? Like, how... Um, maybe, maybe we're jumping ahead in the conversation here, but if maybe a manager like gets frustrated with that individual because they're constantly late right you can say in some instance that that's a a call to a higher pers- purpose of living in that he's trying to establish some level of punctuality within that employee or something you know i don't know i'm again hypothetical whatever or somebody else can be like oh he's just projecting his shadow it's it's a manager person not an employee person somebody else can say it's a it's a manager issue, not an employee issue. Somebody else could say it's an employee issue, not a manager issue. Yeah. And so how do you make that distinction between someone projecting their, quote-unquote, projecting their shadow and then someone who is trying to 
trying to basically shake somebody's world up to get them to live to a higher purpose of living. And yeah, so you know the the intention behind it would be like you care for the person, but I think from a not, from a third person person perspective, it could look very similar. Yeah, so that makes sense, and that was actually something that took me a while to really understand when I first was introduced to some of these ideas. Is the the shadow is not tied to morality at all. The shadow is only tied to the things that are socially acceptable and unacceptable. And so something can be a good action to take, but socially unacceptable. I don't... And so, huh? Sorry, go ahead. And so, like, shouting at a person to move in a very serious situation, that is, like kind of unacceptable in a lot of situations within the world around us. But that doesn't mean that that is wrong for the context of the situation. It can be completely appropriate to do that. And, you know, you can actually have a moral obligation to do that, even if it ruffles some feathers. But because, like, but that is still part of the shadow. And that brings up a very good point, is that some of your best qualities are actually in your shadow. I don't, I don't like that the the idea of the shadow is very is hinged on what is quote unquote socially acceptable though because it seems so to me in my in my opinion it seems so objective and not necessarily it seems so subjective and not necessarily objective like you know like <laughs> it could be socially unacceptable to help old ladies cross the street right like <laughs> yeah and so like but. I guess if if we're if you're trying to talk about the shadow in regards to like an individual sense, an individual personality, because you know per- individual personality is a very complex thing, and you're trying to identify what specifically in my personality is the shadow. Like, I would think that I don't know. It's like how do you make that? Like, how do you identify that within like within yourself? How do you identify? Yeah. This part of my character is the shadow. This is the dark side of me. Like, is that what the shadow is? It's just the dark side of 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 the individual. The like, like I, I guess is there. I guess is is there a more objective concept of the shadow that's that's more I guess easily identifiable within within the individual rather than just a societal like. <laughs> well, again, that's like. There's both good and bad within the shadow. Like, you, you've you learned to socialize yourself for a reason, because some of the things that you want to do aren't good. But in that process, there are aspects of your character that you have suppressed, or repressed more accurately, that if they were integrated into your character, you would have a much more balanced and a much more balanced life and be able to do some things that you aren't capable of doing currently. But yes, it is a very arbitrary and a very subjective thing. However, like the question of like, how do you find out what your shadow is, is like, (laughs) at least to my understanding of what the tool and the method for that is, is basically when something bothers you about someone else, often that is an aspect of your shadow that is pissing you off. And it's not always, but often. Yeah. 
And so that's the important thing about this is you need to reintegrate those aspects into your character in an intelligent way that allows you to bring them into being in a way that is a benefit for you and the people around you. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, if I were to ask, if I were to take a poll with a bunch of people and I said, is it socially acceptable for me to punch a nun? <laughs> if, if people were being honest, like, I doubt very many of them would be like, yeah, it's socially acceptable. I think a lot of them would say no. I mean, I, I would imagine that some of them would say yes just because they want to be funny or try to go against the norm. But, and so you could say my urge to punch nuns is, is the shadow. How do I integrate that? It, like, you see what I'm saying, though? Like, it, yeah. because of the, just the, I guess the looseness of the concept, the, you know the the dependence on the concept in relation to society just to me doesn't seem like very like a very solid thing to like analyze and be like well, i think we're talking about the the shadow in regards to like an individual's personal morality and be like the the urges that go against what i my core values mm -hmm. if that were to be the shadow okay now we've got a little, something a little bit more substantial to work with and well, that's the thing, is you can begin to see the shadow, begin to see the things that you are suppressing or the things that have been repressed, and then from there you have to decide what you want to reintegrate. And that's where you kind of start, is like, oh man, this person is pissing me off because I'm, I don't, I'm not able to be as carefree as this person. How do I basically pay tribute to that aspect of my character that's being suppressed and maybe like once a week do something carefree and then that person begins to quit pissing me off as much does that make sense i think so like i get the concept that you can like in some regard identify the the shadow by your kind of gut reaction to somebody else's actions yeah but i also don't think that that's necessarily a reliable standard of measurement of <laughs> like if it's a part of a part of my shadow or not like i i was watching in one of my film classes i was watching or in my film class in college i was watching we had to watch where the wild things are and one of the characters just had this like really heavy set breathing just constantly and it felt like i was like they were right next to my ear just breathing down my neck which made me feel so uncomfortable and and internally angry but and I'm you know I've thought is that something that I do and that's the reason why I get I get angry at that and I've tried listening to my breathing I've tried to like you know <laughs> and I don't believe that I have the same characteristic as that so I can't necessarily say for sure that that is a part of my shadow, that that's something I'm repressing or that I refuse to acknowledge. That's just something that I think is, I don't know, the audio editor, I don't know. But I don't know if I can necessarily, in good conscience, say that that's, that's a part of the, the dark side of my, of my character. And so I guess, I don't know, there just seems to be a lot of, a lot of vagueness with the, the idea how to how to identify it, if it's truly that closely related to to social quote unquote social norms. Well, um, it's not necessarily like broad stroke social norms, but it's more so the norms that you as an individual have grown accustomed to. Does that make sense? 
I think so. Like the social context within which, you know, you've grown up and you have socialized yourself, you have made it such that you fit in with the group so that, you know, you're not ostracized by the people around you. But in that there there are things that have had that you've had to let go. Which I know we're kinda of talking in circles at this point. <laughs> That's probably the reason why common sense is only common to the person applying it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the shadow is it is extremely personal to you. Like ev- everyone's character is different because of that everyone's shadow is different, you know. Yeah. And I I would expect everyone everyone's shadow to be different. Everyone's, you know, cuz I think the human human character, the human personality is is a very complex thing. I mean, that's kind of diving into psychology, which you know, I'm by far any sort of <laughs> Yeah. Any person that should talk with any sort of <laughs> confidence on that topic, but so okay, now that we've kind of talked a little bit about what the what the shadow is, how does the shadow affect people on on an individual basis and and kind of more so on a societal basis, like and kind of I guess kind of in a relation to what is the shadow, like because I feel like there has to be some some again identifiable like either the the result of the shadow or or what so what how does how does the shadow affect people are you talking individually or are you talking um like within a group or within society uh let's start with the individual okay and then as when i kind of came up with this question i was kind of thinking like individual like as in self maybe like individual as in like like you and somebody else like two people and then societal as in like if which i guess if the shadow is dependent on society then the question of how does the shadow affect society that doesn't make any sense that's circular definition well Um, i think because society also has like movements within it and so i think with that it can affect itself on society (laughs) and this is like to quickly answer that, I mean, all throughout history, we see kind of these golden ages, right? Followed by just these great collapses. And so, like, you have kind of these moments in society in which we have all of this amazing, all of these amazing, amazing developments and movements in the positive direction. But then the shadow side of that comes out, and then you see people tear each other apart. Well, I think that's exactly what I'm saying, though. Is. You're saying that the shadow causes society to tear itself apart, right? Which indicates, it seems to insinuate that the shadow is separate from the society. However, if the shadow is defined by what society finds to be acceptable, then the shadow is, it's a comparison to the societal norms. So if if there's a collapse, you can't necessarily say that that's the shadow because the societal norms during that collapse <laughs> said that well, whatever direction well, was was going towards the collapse was the good thing, was the socially acceptable thing, and anything other than that would technic would according to our definition of the shadow would be the shadow. So, shadow isn't the shadow itself is not the social norms. The shadow itself is what is repressed. And so, like, you can have a society with social norms, and the entirety of society is suppressing an aspect of character that then 
rears itself back up within society. So yes, you can have both. Based on our definition of shadow, I don't think so. Because it's on, on our definition, it's those actions, urges, perspectives that are generally socially acceptable. And so, like, if it's... And, uh, again, because like, that's the thing, it's not... As if you're... It, it's not what is socially acceptable and unacceptable, it's what is perceived to be socially acceptable and unacceptable. And even then, that's not... That thing in and of itself is not the shadow. The th the shadow itself is the suppressed aspect of character, but it is predicated upon the socially acceptable and unacceptable aspect. Or, sorry, that it's predicated upon the perceived social norms, as in, in order to integrate myself within this group, there are these things that I have to do. And part of those things is suppress this aspect of my character. And so that's what develops the shadow, but that is not the shadow itself. The shadow itself is the part that's suppressed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm still satisfied, but we should, <laughs> we should probably move on with the conversation. Yeah. So, again, so then how does, how does the shadow affect people on an individual basis? I think it can... I think it can do two things. I think, first and foremost, it can cause you to act in... Like, I mean, we, we all kind of have it. We act in ways that we know are contrary to the highest good of our being, right? We do things that we're not proud of, right? Okay. And that that's more than just growth. Like, have you ever said something and then, like, two minutes later, you're like, I really shouldn't have said that. That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think that that can be, like, when frustration or when something gets pent up it causes you to act out of turn and then after that's released you're kind of in a better headspace and you're like oh that wasn't the best action to take so yeah. i think that's one thing but then i think the other thing is like when something good in your life is happening it can be very easy to forget your own nature and because of that you expect things to continue in that trajectory but because you haven't accounted for your shadow aspect then something bad happens and it completely rocks your world. And so, and like, I've seen that all the time, you know, it's like, all right, you know what, this week, this week, I'm going to get up every single day, I'm going to have all these habits, I'm going to do all this, that, and the other, da-da-da-da-da. But completely changing my entire routine for the better is a complete suppression of everything that I'm doing currently. And so I get like, two days in and I'm feeling great and then the third day I just completely crash and almost like fall into a worse state than I was in originally before I tried to change all these things. Does that make sense? I think so. And so instead, like, okay, instead of trying to make five habits at once, why don't I make one and yeah. do that until that is integrated into my nervous system and like i can do that thing easily and then go to the next one yeah oh, that makes sense so with that being said so how do we how does how can an individual really acknowledge their shadow like how do they well we have talked about like kind of projection and reflection type of deal yeah 
is that the the only way to recognize the shadow or I think I think there's that and then also beginning to recognize when you're suppressing something. I think you can begin to clock like oh, right now I'm not saying what I want to say and I'm going to be pissed about this later on. And so it may feel very uncomfortable because you're ruffling some feathers when you say something. And like, you know, don't <laughs> you and, and this is the thing is you have to learn how to handle your shadow intelligently, which I think we'll get to here in a second. But it may feel uncomfortable to ruffle some feathers, but that might be better in the long run is to get that out in the open. And actually, I would say it is better in the long run than just sit passively and let resentment build within your life, it would be better to say something to somebody and actually work through that challenge than it is to sit and actually to sit and suppress that. But you can begin to clock when you're suppressing things. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. So so now we kind of have some, some basis of, of how to acknowledge the shadow and recognize when it's there. So then... I guess my final question is like how do you, how do we integrate the shadow? How do we utilize the shadow in in a healthy manner? Like if cuz obviously if you're not going to suppress it, you have to do something with it. So then how do you how do you find healthy outlets for for those for that? Yeah, and that's the big question. <laughs> I think part of that is very personal to you and to the things that you're having to the the aspects of your shadow that you have to look at and be like, oh, this is a part of my character, and I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> but I think, like, that that's that's the big question. <laughs> okay, oh, this is <laughs> this is a great conversation. <laughs> well, I'm gonna reflect reflect the question back to you. How do you think we should integrate the shadow? Okay. So I think in order for me to answer that, I think I would have to give my perspective on on what the shadow is, which I know this is kind of coming full circle back to the very beginning of the conversation. But I think the shadow is, okay, you could say it's suppressed, but say, hmm, I gotta think about this for a second, hold on. Yep. Or let, but, sorry, go ahead. So there's a difference. If someone asks like a provoking question Mm -hmm. maybe on a sensitive topic there's a difference between lashing out at somebody as an immediate response to emotion Mm -hmm. and giving a firm answer a firm but articulate answer in that the other person has crossed has crossed a boundary yeah and i think both or can be, I think the source of both can be traced can be traced to some level of anger. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, you could say that anger is technically socially unacceptable, and you could say it's it's socially it's or it's socially good to kind of like suppress that that emotion, right? Yeah. But I would say. Maybe you could say lashing out in anger would be like the the projection, but then giving the firm articulated response you're still you're still i guess projecting the shadow in the articul- firm articulated response right nobody's gonna like being responded to in a 
you know, in a firm, in a firm aspect, right? But yeah. you're also kind of, you're also standing up for yourself. You're being like, this is, I, this is not acceptable. You've crossed a boundary. Yeah. And so I think in that way, you're still, it's that, that source, that anger is still technically the shadow, but you're handling your, the, the second one is more integrated because you're, you're, you're handling it intelligently. Yeah, and you're and you're I guess venting that not really venting, but like you're it's no longer suppressed, but it's 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 released in a controlled manner, if that makes sense. Exactly. But I don't know if I would necessarily say well, I guess you could say it's technically socially unacceptable. I just I just don't like that dependence on social accept acceptability. Well, uh, perceived social acceptability. And it's suppression because of that. But then that's just subjectivity squared, <laughs> because one <laughs> subjectiveness of per percep of perception, and then two social accept social acceptability is also subjective. So that's you're just multiplying subjectivity with subjectivity, which gets you nowhere closer to objectivity. I like. I would say that the shadow is subjective. Because then that insinuates that doing. Here's why it's subjective. Because, because what is in your shadow is not in my shadow. Things that bother you aren't the same things that bother me. You're bothering me, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I've had this conversation with a friend. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like we were having conversation one moment and they were like, wait, that actually bothers you? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that doesn't bother me at all. And then five minutes later, they were telling me something that bothers them. And I was like, that doesn't bother me at all. And I like, yeah. And I, I completely understand that, that shadows are different with each, with each person. Like, that's why I've said that, that the human character, the human personality is a very complex thing. Yeah. And it's, it's different for every person. But I don't know. Just, I guess just that the, the dependence of the definition of shadow, or I guess the definition of shadow being dependent on, at least in some regard, the social acceptability. I just, I don't like that correlation at all. I don't know if that's just a, maybe that's oh. my shadow being projected on <laughs> the definition, but like, because, I, I mean, you can objectively say that, that in some regard, that anger is, would probably be something that would be within the realm of the shadow. Like, how you handle it, it can be, can be different, right? But I would, I would venture to say that like I think a lot of people would agree that anger that that anger itself is not necessarily a maybe a good thing. It has the potential to harm self and others if handled inappropriately. But charity, right? I guess you could say in some regard it is potentially harmful to self or others, but charity I wouldn't necessarily say that is as much in the shadow, the quote unquote shadow, as anger. You know what I'm saying? And there's there are two still two aspects of personality of of character. Right? But I would say anger or maybe I don't know, stress. I don't know what uh another character trait, another personality trait would be that would fit within the realm of the shadow. But I think oh. you kinda get my, my point though. Like it's like I think I think the the defining character is characteristic of something that's in the shadow, something that is potentially harmful to self or others, either repressed or otherwise suppressed or otherwise because if 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 not handled properly i think there's a way to to handle it without 
causing harm to self or others. And I think it actually it can actually be used in a good way, just not might might not be the most comfortable way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's the integration of the shadow that you're talking about. That's what integration is. Is it saying this thing is, you know, I I have suppressed this thing for a while. Now let me bring it into my being in a way that is beneficial for me because this is here this is an aspect of myself and it's not going to go away i i am a highly irritable person by nature well let me I... use that intelligently to you know to bring about some sort of goodness in the world <laughs> i don't think you're a highly irritable person <laughs> really <laughs> I'm not angry. <laughs> but yeah, I think. <laughs> well, I think you're hitting exactly on the topic, or exactly on the idea. Is like, yeah, you can do things that are so sh- that are that you perceive will ruffle some feathers. We'll put it that way. Ruffles and feathers. <laughs> but you you can either do it in a way that's uncontrolled right in which you are a slave to that passion or you can do it in a way that is controlled and that is in alignment with what your end goal is for your life you gotta filter it first basically and that's like i think that's the entire reason that we talk about the shadow and people talk about the integration of the shadow is like Instead of just having all of these aspects of your character that are out wandering, doing their own thing, bringing them together in a way in which they're all unified and working towards the same end goal, then you can actually accomplish your goals. Then you can actually work towards the great things that you want to in your life. But until you're able to bring all of these things together and really understand yourself, and that, that, that's what the shadow is, it's unconscious, actually. A lot of times. And then you begin to track it and that becomes conscious. But the hunter of the shadow. <laughs> shadow hunter. Yo, that'd be that'd be lit. <laughs> All of you that put into put this episode into practice, you can be shadow hunters. <laughs> Yo, let's start a cult. <laughs> shadow hunters. Oh man. Yo, dude, you got a shadow? Let me hunt that for you. <laughs> Yo, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, like and one said shadow, dead or alive. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sorry, I getting a little distracted. Back to the topic. But yeah, like, being able to... Because, like, okay, if if your shadow lashes out, think about how that affects your relationships, right? Well, I think, kind of, even before that, I I would think the shadow has has to do a lot more with with personal morality. Like I think I think the integration of the shadow has to come into alignment with with what a person perceives as good. And yes. by good, I think you and I have kind of discussed at least one aspect of of what is good is things that are good for the individual and people around them. Which again that's using good to define good circular definition which is uh, great but <laughs> but yeah so i think integration of the shadows is, is those things that if if not controlled those things within the the personal character is those things not that if they were not controlled they would bring harm to self and others 
but if utilized properly can can be used for i guess good in a long term yeah if that makes sense yeah i would say that's entirely accurate one example of that would be disagreeableness which is what happens anytime you tell someone something they don't want to hear you're being disagreeable and i don't like right. yeah <laughs> it's a joke calm down <laughs> 2022, Dustin. We don't believe in jokes anymore. Right. right. I haven't acquired um, my joking license yet. <laughs> we're terrible. But if you're disagreeable with someone, like they don't won't necessarily like that. But the good thing about disagreeableness, when integrated correctly, is people don't walk all over you. <laughs> That's why freedom of speech is important. But <laughs> that's another topic. <laughs> That is a very very much another topic. But yeah, that's where it's important to learn to integrate your shadow correctly is that it it gives you more options for action and it brings more balance to your life because you no longer have this unseen force guiding your actions that you're like, Whoa, where did that come from? It's like, no, that that's been there a while and it's been building up for a while and now it's just showing its face. <laughs> Surprise. I mean, yeah. I, was it in 12 Rules for Life, 12 More Rules for Life? Another another one of Jordan Peterson's books. I know we reference him quite a bit. I think it's in 12 More Rules for Life. But he kind of talks about a story of, of, and maybe I'm taking the story a little bit out of context, but I think it. I think the, the idea itself still kind of applies here, in that there, and I might be butchering the story, so... <laughs> if anybody knows for sure, like, the specific details, please, for the love of God, forgive me, and correct me but the the idea is there's a house right there's a kid and you know his parents and when the kid's about to go to bed he looks under his bed realizes that there is a small baby dragon under his bed and he goes and tells his parents hey there's a there's a dragon under my bed and you know they don't really pay any attention whatever it's like i'll just go back to bed it's like all right whatever goes back to bed and so you know wakes up does this thing the next morning comes back the baby dragon is grown a little bit bigger, but it's still under the bed. And so he tells mom and dad, mom and dad just ignore it. And this goes on for weeks, a couple of weeks, and then it gets to the point where the dragon under the kid's bed is so big that the kid has to climb over the dragon to get into the to bed, right? And he keeps trying to tell his parents, his parents aren't listening. And another month moves on, and uh, next thing they know, that kid can't get in his room because the dragon is filling up all the space in his room. And then another couple of months go by, and then the dragon's so big that the, the family can't even get to their house. And so then they have to deal with this dragon. And and so finally they, they kill the dragon, get rid of the dragon, and one of the parents was like, like, where did that come from? <laughs> and it's like, it was... It wasn't that big when, when it was first identified, but because you ignored it, it became a much bigger problem down the line. And I think that's kind of the, the, the point of the story, which I think kind of relates to the shadow, is if you don't nip those, you know, if you recognize those negative things, you don't take the time to nip it in the bud and, and figure out a more positive way to to give those those darker sides of, of your personality and any sort of productive outlet, then I think it has the potential of becoming a dragon. Um, yeah, which can be very detrimental to 
you know, your life, your relationship with other people, all that kind of great stuff. Yeah, I think that's entirely accurate. And, like, takes a lot of work <laughs> and a lot yeah. of self-discipline to really look at yourself and be like, you know, is are my complaints about the world because the world is wrong or are they because I don't know about something? I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or is it because I'm wrong? And really taking that time to self-assess and look at yourself that way. I think that, that, again, comes back down to the individual concept of morality. Yeah. Is this in alignment with my principles, my guiding principles for my life, or or not? Yeah, yeah. Because you can say, oh man, I just want to help the world and, you know, be a good person, and then get to an argument with your coworker, and you're like, whoa, wait, that wasn't in alignment with this thing that I claim to be the ultimate goal of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think we are kind of running close to the... Actually, we might be running over. I don't know. We were kind of joking for the first, like, 15 minutes. So we are kind of running close to the end of our discussion. Dan, did you... Real quick, did you have anything else? I don't think so. I think that's good. Okay. I'd like to do something a little bit differently this time. I'd like to to leave off this episode with a thought, and this is something that I've been trying to like, trying to analyze, but I don't know if it's <laughs> if there's any merit to it. But especially in relate related to the shadow, I think I've heard some people make reference to like you know a light side and a dark side, you know the yin yang, right? That even and and so they they use the analogy that every person has like a every physical person has a physical shadow because that's the part that light can't reach, right? And, but if you were like, if you're, if you've ever been at like a baseball stadium at night, you notice that all the players have like two to three shadows around them, despite the baseball field being well lit. I'm wondering if there's any like relationship, or I guess if there's, there could be any sort of correlation between like, even though there are you do have light in your life. Maybe that's the, the darkness within the light, the light within the darkness, you know, the yin-yang type of thing. But, like, I've always wondered if there is, for one, how, how does that happen? Like, in a fully lit baseball field, how do you still have shadows? <laughs> and how do you have three of them? <laughs> then, <laughs> seems like the more light you have, the more your shadows multiply. Maybe there's something uh, significant about that. But I'm going to leave that for the audience members to think about the digest. And maybe there's nothing to it. Maybe there is something to it. But <laughs> okay. maybe something to think about there. <laughs> but this is the end of our episode. Next week, we will be talking about natural law. We'll be digging into that a little bit more because we have kind of discussed that in passing. But I think for, for future episodes, I would like to have a a clear discussion on kind of what we're talking about in that regard so again we will be posting announcements in the the discord server uh, all those listening with the discord link be sure to you know stop in join the discord and you know you can listen to us live but yeah uh, anything else i'm missing darren i don't think so all right well this has been a fun episode. Thank you, everybody who's listening to the recording and everybody who listened live. We'll be, we will be popping over to Vox Populi as we close out this episode. And remember, think critically and live fully. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. See you guys.